On today's episode of Show You the Business, we're talking to George Nafe, a sole proprietor and investor in real estate about house hacking, how real estate creates cash flow, and what are the risks around real estate. George is an open book in this interview, and you don't want to miss it. I'm Joanne Leisure, the Profit Coach, a Grant Cardone licensee, and your host. So let's get to it. Why don't we just get started? So, yep. uh, George Nave. Now we met through networking, and we have you know nice a business relationship. So I wanted to bring you on this podcast to just talk about something, some things that you do, and one of the things that I know you do is real estate. So, tell me about what you do in real estate. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me on, Joanna. It's, it's really a pleasure. I got to know both you and George uh, last year, and I got to say, you guys are awesome. Um, thank you for, you know, always meeting for coffee um, over in Wind Gap. We uh, appreciate it. And now I get to see George every Thursday, which is also great. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got into real estate about two, th- I, I didn't really jump into it. I jumped into it in 2019, but I did a lot of research. So I'd say about 2017 was when I really started getting into making money. Uh, I was in the telecom industry at the time. I was managing a store, uh, an AT&T location, and I started making you know, pretty decent money there. I was managing the location. And so the, one of the first things that I was looking at is you know, I was budgeting for uh, at the time, my fiance and I's wedding were married now, so it went through. <laughs> so, um, which is a good thing. Um, but um, I was all, I was like, man, if I can just get rid of this pesky rent, like my, like we could save so much more money. How do I do that? And um, you know, I was always just kind of browsing you to looking at a couple of different things, and I came upon um, uh, someone named Graham Stephan. Um, he was he and he liked to talk about real estate investing, and so for me, it was like it was cool because he was you know not really a, he was a no pressure guy. He was talking about it, and and that kind of started at least igniting the first thought of me going going down the real estate rabbit hole. And so for about two years, I really uh, you know was getting into uh, figuring out what could happen in real estate and how much it could benefit myself and my family, um, uh, especially because, you know, with, with inflation rising and everything like that, it's like, it gets really, really, you know, difficult. So we ended up you know, I ended up doing about two years of research. My wife had no idea at the time because I didn't want to go and say something and be like, hey, let's go ahead and do this without like having it being thought out. And honestly, we were all worried about getting married at the time and figuring mm-hmm. out that kind of stuff. So we we're like, okay, I could easily take it slow and learn about it. And right. I ended up, um, you know, talking to her about it a little after we got married in 2018. She was a little hesitant at first, but when I kind of showed her like, you know, we had we had some of the same goals of like, she may want to stay at home in the future when we have kids and stuff like that. So because of those goals, we ended up going into into real estate. Um, I looked, found I went on biggerpockets.com. I looked up a realtor there because I at the time I really wasn't networking too much because I was in the store all the time managing the store until about 7pm. And, um, you know, bigger pockets was a great place for me to kind of go on and look at realtors who understand about, um, you know, real estate investing, because not all realtors do that. Right. So um, we so connected with them, 
looked at a bunch of properties and um, ran my numbers and found a great place in 2019. We weren't coming, uh, you know, we weren't like living for free or anything like that in the beginning, but, you know, the cost of living with, you know, because when you take real estate into account, you take the income you get in minus any expenses that you are projecting when you're looking at that, you get your net, what you feel like your projection of your net operating income would end up being mm -hmm. and, and take it out, out to that. And um, basically we were coming out of pocket about like $300 a month. Mm. And then um, when interest rates took a dive, we ended up refinancing and now I can say, hey, you know, we're doing a lot better now and, and uh, doing a lot of good things. So yeah, that's, kind of, that's my long-winded answer about uh, <laughs> you know, into real estate, so. Awesome. Well, as you know, I, you know, my mentor is Grant Cardone and he is seriously into real estate. One of the things he said recently was that the game is going to change and the way it's changing is that it's kind of leading, leaning more towards that investor buying as opposed to having the regular family, you know, go in and looking mm. for things. So he says that what, what that means is that people aren't going to necessarily be that that interested in the things that normally they were interested in when buying a house. Like, you know, if a realtor gave me some information on what needs to be fixed, it's usually, you know, spruce up the kitchen and spruce up the bathroom. And what are your, what's your take on what 2023 in the future has in store? Well, um, for those that are new investors, I say 2023 is a great time to kind of take out the book and learn it. So um, I always say when you get into any kind of investments, you want to make sure you take the time to learn and understand what you're investing in. You don't just want to jump into it willy nilly. Mm -hmm. um, there are always deals to be had in any type of market. However, mm -hmm. your more experienced investors, because they've been doing it for so long, are usually going to find you know, those deals first. And so again, learning the numbers and, and understanding it and having someone that's in your corner, whether, you know, it's a, it's a, a good realtor that, you know, you know of and trust or, um, you know, doing some research um, on how the numbers work will, will really get you started into that. So there, there, there are good deals to be found in, in every market. And one of the, the cool things about real estate is it's a very inefficient market. You can always kind of pick up inefficiencies in the market. It's not like, mm. it's not like other markets where you can kind of see everything going on and the prices are constantly moving. You know, the real estate market's based off of, you know, 90 day data that's back, kind of on a back trend. And so what's going on right now, if you kind of get into it and learn it, it's a great way to great time to soak it up and you know markets change because there could be another time where you know there could be a better um investor sentiment for maybe people just starting off because i know 2019 was a very you know looking back on it now maybe you didn't think about it at the time and usually when you start investing in real estate never it doesn't see you're never going to get whatever is considered a unicorn or perfect deal for for the most part right. but um you know, getting into it and, and is a really good thing. And, and house hacking provides something very unique, which is what I'm doing. I'm li we're living in one end mm -hmm. and, we're, and we're renting out the other. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's what we're doing. And, and then on the internet, that's called house hacking. And what what we do is there's a lot of opportunity costs in there. So your opportunity cost is what you're paying for rent, right? So even right. if you don't find that slam dunk deal, um, you can still, if you want to, you know, have that property for a long time, build equity in the property, you know, usually they say it takes about five to seven years to really start building up equity. So you have to, you know, put in a longer term mindset when you're, when you're doing something like that, as right. opposed to other types of real estate investing, like flipping or something like that. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. So house hacking, I've never heard of that. Yep. So that's awesome. It seems as though that's probably been around for a long time because it's not you know, the concept of living in the house that you're renting out. So are you renting out a room, an apartment? What are you doing? Yeah. So um, yeah, house hacking is definitely not, the name is new, but the concept you're right is, is completely not. They just kind of come up with whatever kind of internet term that they're looking for. And that's kind of yeah. the name uh, house hacking. Uh, but this um, used to be um, a single family home at one point. And at one point it got converted to upstairs downstairs units so we have an upstairs unit two bedroom and then we live in the one bedroom unit downstairs and that's that's how we're, we're working that and then the, our next goal is to move out and get an actual primary residence because that's one of the contingencies my wife gave me so you know i got a happy <laughs> wife happy life right yeah absolutely so, um <laughs> end up uh so we're saving up a down payment which we should have by august this year with the way that we're planning things and mm -hmm. um then we're going to rent out where we're living now and then that should cash flow positive because we're pretty much about to be cash flowing positive anyway so this you know when this unit gets rented out that will give the the positive cash flow Wow. Um, it, yeah. it, it seems like it's a, a very well thought out plan. And then obviously it's actually working. Have you found that there were any, um, you know, any hiccups in the process of doing this plan, you know, implementing this plan out? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of things that, um, could go could have went wrong for sure and I mean if you if you don't know how to look at a property I would always say maybe pay a, a contractor or something so to walk through the property with you that mm -hmm. maybe that contractor is in the same position you are maybe the contractor has worked on a uh has worked in contracting for a while but just wanted to get started on their business and needed some income right so kind of find the person that's going to grow you because um they always say like you either you outgrow your contract or your out contractor outgrows you eventually <laughs> when it comes to that that kind of space so yeah uh, find you know do your due diligence find someone who's willing to uh you know look for the properties with you um that understands that hey this could go wrong and here's what the end cost could end up being because you know if you started investing, let's just say in 2020 and bought the house and all of a sudden all those material costs went up when your projections are completely thrown out of whack with that wow. kind of stuff too. So, um, you know, you, you just got to make sure you, you do your due diligence. And right now, so it's a tough time. It's a time of, you know, still high inflation, right? right. We're still, you know, we, we kind of peaked in June, but we, you know, we're still having a, you know, pretty high inflation. And uh, right now the market, um, it's not it's you know definitely not for the faint of heart <laughs> yeah. if you will so um you know that's why i say right now is a really really great time to learn and save and do it right um because that way when the market ends up turning the patience that you would have is going to have that um come out in, in, in a positive direction absolutely it took me two years to mm -hmm. you know it, it may it may take you one it may take you three but just make sure you actually understand it so Absolutely. And speaking of understanding, can you explain a little bit as if no one knows anything mm -hmm. about inflation and, you know, what it does to the market, you know, especially at this time, what, what is it doing to us? Yeah. So inflation, for those that don't uh, understand what inflation is, is let's just say I have, I want to buy this loaf of bread and this loaf of bread cost me $5. All of a sudden, in a year from today, now that loaf of bread costs me six. So if I had, you know, the same $5 in the account, that that spending 
it cost me more money to spend things on those goods than it did for me last year. So that, that's what inflation means. And, and if you have your money just kind of sitting in a bank, um, it is inflation is eroding that away um, mm-hmm. over time. So um, that's why people invest is not only to some people invest just to keep up with inflation, other people invest um, to outpace inflation and, and make extra money on that. And, you know, figuring out what types of investments you want to do is, is, is key with that. But in, in real estate, um, real estate uh, has a long term track record of going up you know, at least with inflation and then having the cash flows on top of that, um, you know, helping out as well. So you, you get kind of a couple things and then you get the appreciation of the property mm-hmm. and then you get the cash flows in there. I always, when I'm doing my property analysis, I just underwrite the, with, with, the, with the cash flow of the property because that's the only thing I can really end up uh, projecting and what the market rate is um, for that. What happens to the real estate market in the short term to me doesn't matter as much because if I'm holding that real estate for a very long period of time, um, you know, I could speculate all day and what that price may or may not be. But if it cash flows properly for me, um, I, I'm happy with it. So that that's kind of my personal investing strategy. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Now, real estate, it seemed like it was selling like hotcakes, so to speak, in you know, yep. 2022. And people are saying, you know, it's calming down, things are changing. What do you see in the future? Do you see a crash? Do you see a bubble bursting? What do you see? Yeah, I mean, from all the rating that I've done, I, I, I'm I, I'm always a little hesitant to say like, hey, this is definitely going to happen. But, you know, mm-hmm. off the rating that I have, this is what could happen. Mm-hmm. What we've seen is in the West Coast, a lot of property devaluation um, out there. Um, I'm not an expert in those markets by any means. I, I really invest here um, in the Lehigh Valley. And with, with the Lehigh Valley, from what I've seen, I haven't seen too much of a, and, and even in the East Coast too, there hasn't been as much um, of, of a, uh, downward spiral in value. And there's a couple things that could be lending to that. A uh, big thing is a lot of people are moving from New York and New Jersey into the Lehigh Valley. And so that's gonna that's been continuing to prop up um, the valley as well. And, you know, with the uh, work from home becoming more of a commonplace thing too, there's a lot of people that, you know, a place in Lehigh Valley, which may be more expensive to the people living there, to people in New York and New Jersey, it's a steal. And so that's, I think, one of the 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 biggest things, um, you know, propping it up. Um, now, that's not to say that there couldn't be a, a small crash that, that ends up happening. Um, it, it absolutely could be. I mean, um, the biggest thing that I'm saying is I, I've seen a lot of articles saying, hey, this is not, you know, 2008 um, mm-hmm. instead, but there could be uh, a slight um, you know, inflection in, in the overall real estate market. And it's all going to depend on your market. So what's really, really important is that you get a good realtor on your side that's looking at the market every day that knows that specific geographical area of the of real estate. So that right. way, you know that, you know, you have the confidence to do that. And then, you know, that's all obviously a personal choice and uh, someone that you're going to have to do your own dil- due diligence on as well. Right, right. So it sounds like in order to do this, you need to have a nice partnership with a really good realtor, someone who's been in the game for a long time and understands the the landscape. Exactly. I mean, it's all about building a team of people behind. And and that's exactly what networking is all about, too. You find people that you want to be on your team 
that are going to be in your corner because they want to see you succeed. Because if you succeed, then you're going to buy another property in the future and then they might come back to you and they want to see you succeed too. So it's all about creating those kind of win-win situations with people. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So tell me, and we kind of alluded to this in the beginning of our conversation, but tell me how does real estate create cash flow? Yeah. Yeah. So real estate uh, creates cash flow in a a bunch of different ways. And it depends on what specific type of real estate you want to, you know, there are some people that go in self-storage and they, they, you know, they have people paying for the self-storage pods and, and, and things. Um, Other people that maybe you're renting out a single family home, sometimes they'll pay for the single family home and they'll charge a parking fee for their garage. So those Mm. will create some cash flow. Um, Other people will um, rent out parking spaces in, in the parking lot back there. Um, in addition to so that that'll create some extra cash flow others may use the laundry services for cash there's so many different ways you can create cash flow but mm. the one thing that you don't want to do is is kill your cash flow and the biggest thing is um, figuring out what your your costs are so what's typical maintenance costs on, on, a, on a property um, mm. in that area um, what do you what do you project when you're doing your analysis with your contractor what do you project you're going to see? And you, you should put some, you know, asterisks on what the projections are. You know, you might want to give yourself a buffer of maybe 20, 30% because, you know, things will come up that were mm-hmm. unexpected. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, you want to, you want to obviously play it safe with the numbers, but, um, you know, you're, you, maybe you have a roof that's really, really bad that you thought was good. Mm-hmm. And maybe because, uh, you know, they didn't get a drone on there and they didn't see exactly where the roof was now. They're like, oh, well, now the ceiling's leaking and now I'm out 10 grand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, yeah. you, you have to kind of build that in. And there's two ways you could do that. The first is maintenance. Um, which is, you know, regular old, you know, hey, am I paying for lawn care? Um, What's it going to take to fix a pipe or something like that? And then there's other things that uh, are called capital expenditures. That's when you're ripping out stuff and replacing them. That would be on your roof. That would be, uh, you know, um, a sink, uh, whatever, water heater, whatever that thing is, then you're actually ripping it out. Those are called capital expenditures. Then you also want to consider vacancy. There's while you have renters that stay, there, there are ones that are vacant and you want to know what the typical numbers of the vacancy may be. Then obviously you have your, you know, your taxes, your insurance and all the other things. And, and you know, those can really eat up your cash flow. You're like, oh man, I, I may be making like 70 grand a year from all, all, all these you know, properties. But when you really look at it, maybe you're only making 10. And right. then when, when you're looking at that compared to the property, that gives you something called a cap rate. That you, you know, it's just a percentage of your of, of your net operating income divided by the initial investment that you make for the property. So. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people do not take that in consideration. And I guess that's what you guys call running the numbers when you're first purchasing the property, correct? Absolutely. Um, you, you, you got You got to run the numbers and you, you got to understand um, you know, your rates of return. Cause if you don't um, it, it's really going to uh, trip you up uh, right. for sure. Right. Um, right. Right. Okay. Keep going. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, are there any other real real estate risks risks in doing all of this? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, you could, 
do all the due diligence in the world and all of a sudden you get it and especially with an older property which lehigh valley is definitely full of older properties yeah um you know you all of a sudden if you're starting to tear out a wall or something there's a big risk to that um also depending on what market that you're in you know your self-storage has a different set of risks versus your hotels versus your residential. Um, one of the biggest things that have probably gone down is luxury real estate because when, uh, or, or, you know, vacation rentals, because if you buy vacation rental and it's obviously rented out all the time, it's great. But when economic times are hard and people can't afford things, the first thing that they're going to stop doing is the vacation rental. So mm-hmm. you see in those markets, they have a lot higher highs and a lot lower lows because of that. And you have to be okay with, with that. And and also I would caution that definitely have some reserves in place because you know there may be years where <laughs> the, the numbers that you thought were going to look great haven't really looked so good. And you're going to have to come out of pocket with that. So having reserves just like any, it's a business, you're running a business. So you got to run it like a business. Right, right. That's excellent advice. I love it. I love it. Well, George, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. We've learned so much, learned so much. And uh, we will definitely hope that our audience, you know, really takes to uh, listening to exactly what you're talking about as far as the risks, you know, being reserved, studying, looking at the market. I love it. One more question I have to ask, because we are actually in different real estate markets, but we're in the same state. Yep. So, you know, I remember when me and my husband, George, (laughs) when me and my husband had had gotten together, we both had houses, uh, one in Lehigh Valley and then one in the Poconos. And the Poconos is, is, I know it's a different, you know, it's a different animal. Absolutely. At the same time, we're pretty good driving distance from Lehigh Valley. So for those people who want to invest and they may see that it might be a little cheaper to invest in the Poconos, what should they look out for being in a, in that different market? Yeah. Um, that kind of goes back to that whole vacation things. We look at Poconos. There's a lot of people that come from New York and spend a weekend at a, at a, at a place there, or they're going up to ski in the summer or they go into, you know, uh, camelback and you know stuff like that and so um they say ski in the summer i meant ski in the winter sorry okay. <laughs> i was like wait what did i just say sometimes people want to ski in the summer yeah, too. yeah, yeah who knows if there's a will there's a way um but yeah um yeah i, I you know that those are those unique vacation you know risks that you should take when you're looking in the poconos and then kind of figuring out what pockets of the area uh, maybe maybe don't have the, those kind of risks and are more for you know uh, having having a community and building up and you know, maybe people that want to work in those specific areas maybe they're working at the theme parks they're working at the gambling mm. whatever that may be uh, you know my, our property is very close to a hospital and so my ideal you know renter it would be a you know someone with quite a bit of money and that you know can literally go five minutes up the road to uh one of the hospitals over here in the, in right. the valley and so you know your specific area you know and and a lot of people did that with traveling nurses too i've seen other investors say hey you know traveling nurses are uh during the pandemic it was a really really big thing they had excess amounts of cash and they were just doing some short-term rentals there so they took advantage of that little uh that market as well so there's all sorts of little things in real estate that you can really do you kind of develop your own niche too which is really really great so awesome awesome well thanks for talking to us george yeah and uh you know we're it's pretty much over and out, but I want to definitely, I mentioned Grant Cardone and I always like to 
give the little hand make it a 10x day <laughs> yeah 10x I, I know that that's great yep absolutely so awesome. yeah awesome well thanks a lot yeah of course joanne no problem uh well this concludes our episode of show you the business where we speak to business owners learn how their business works and get their advice on how we can make more i'm joanne Leisure, your host I'm also the Profit Coach and a Grant Cardone licensee. You can catch George Nafe at 484-560-0827 or you can reach out to him via email at gc.restful.rentals at gmail.com. We'll even have that information in the show notes. All right, everybody. We love to say make it a 10x day and be great.